Welcome back, everyone. I'm James Davis, and I'll be your host this week for the 4.3 Economics Podcast. This week, we'll be discussing border carbon taxes, also known as CBTs. I'm currently joined by two experts this week, George Allen from the European Commission for the Environment, Climate Change and Energy. Welcome, George. Hi, James. And Victoria Santos, a research fellow at the University of Sussex. Welcome, Victoria. Hello. Europe's proposed carbon border tax under the New Green Deal would see a tax placed on high carbon producing industries. The implications of such a measure are still very much under debate. Not only are there concerns about the effectiveness, but also the legal challenges of the measure. First today, I welcome George. So George, with the CBT being proposed by the European Commission, why do we need the CBT and how would it work in practice? A CBT is a carbon border tax that's been placed on high carbon producing industries that have not been taxed to their source. A CBT aims to combat trade deviations and carbon leakage, which I'll explain later, promoting less carbon-intensive production methods by increasing the price of carbon-intensive industries, e.g. some steel production methods, internalising the externality, where the new higher price accounts for the external social cost of production, in addition to private cost, this will remove the free rider problem. And who would this apply to? Well... Most favoured nation rule states that you cannot discriminate between two like products imported from different countries and by discriminating based on production methods would infringe GATT rules. So therefore the tax would be placed on all countries and be based on the carbon footprint for the individual good. Okay, and then why would you implement it? Well, we'd introduce it to avoid carbon leakage. Carbon leakage is the introduction of additional cost for domestic competitors and creates a comparative disadvantage and may induce, one, operational leakage, the loss of market share to foreign competitors, and two, investment leakage, the reallocation of energy-intensive industries to areas with more favourable climate policies. The domestic result, a weaker domestic emissions policy, and generate additional damage by reducing market share, erasing jobs and diminishing profits for the domestic economy. Doesn't a CBT such as this tread quite close to the line regarding the WTO GATT rules? I think in particular, such as mentioned in Article 3. Yes, most favoured nation applies to taxes on products, production methods and goods that are like. But if the carbon border tax focused on the individually calculated carbon footprint of the imported products, the tax would be based on the scale of carbon emissions and therefore abide by WTO rules. The global result will be the redistribution of resources to favourable climate policies, which may lead to an increase of emissions within the foreign economy as carbon-intensive production increases. This could produce a rise in total global emissions as more carbon-efficient production is swapped for cheaper carbon-intensive foreign production. This will depend on production pricing and tax levels. But in reality, would the higher prices actually translate into a change in emission levels? Well... The price increase is necessary to encourage consumers and producers within the market to make rational choices, drawing production and purchase quantities of high-emitting production goods close to the social optimum and correct for market inefficiencies. As the price rises, we see a redistribution of economic resources as production and consumption adjust to new, lower carbon production techniques. A correct carbon tax will equate the marginal social cost and private cost to equal the full climate change-related cost. Hmm, I see. Couldn't these higher prices then result in winners and losers within the market then? Yes, James, there will be winners and losers. A reduction in the negative externality, in this case the greenhouse emissions, will improve overall social welfare, i.e. 
The level of prosperity and standard of living of either an individual or group of persons derived from a specific allocation of resources. This will mean that gains are made by the winners through a reduction in global emissions, assuming there's no carbon leakage offset, and greater profitability for low carbon producing techniques. But they will generate private losers who will see a reduction in profits from producers of carbon intensive goods. Despite these losers and winners, are there any further benefits we could expect to see? Yeah, there'll be a number of benefits. The new equilibrium of economic resources and increased profitability also induces innovation in the market and will increase production through low carbon alternative industries, evident through additional research and development and an increased filing of patents to further improve efficiency of production. By the UK introducing a CBT, other high emitting countries may be incentivized to also follow a similar taxing policy or seek to decrease the carbon emissions intensity of their own economy. Therefore, an initial CBT imposed by the UK could create a multiplier effect throughout the world. And finally, the correct carbon border tax should remove the carbon leakage effect. Hmm, interesting. Thank you, George. If we now come to Victoria, you've previously been a vocal critic of the CBT and its potential failings, in particular its ability to be WTO compliant and its effectiveness in achieving its goals. Could you explain this to our viewers and do you think George's view is realistic? As the Commission has stated in their new proposed Green Deal, the carbon border tax would be in agreement to WTO law and GATT rules. Creating one that is congruent is possible, however it will be extremely complex. For example, how will the carbon content of different items be calculated for each firm in the different sectors it will cover? Firms may also refuse to disclose information about production or give in inaccurate emission values. It is extremely troublesome and impractical. There are other ways of doing it, such as setting benchmarks for items produced by the best available technology in that country, in this case would be the EU, um, and this would be a much less troublesome way of doing it. However, there is a trade-off between feasibility and effectiveness of the, CB of the carbon border tax. With the urgency of climate change, the EU should be looking to impose the policy that is most effective above anything to make sure it meets its climate targets, otherwise this will be a fruitless effort. And then will this policy affect carbon leakage? I completely understand that why there is a concern for carbon leakage. As George highlighted, the consequences of it would be dire, not just economically, but environmentally. But would countries which the EU exports to care if they start taxing imports? Would they not just start exporting more elsewhere? Why would a carbon border tax attack account for carbon leakage? Would it not give rise to trade diversions and trade distortions? For example, um, the Ukraine who produce high carbon steel may see reduction to imports to the EU. Instead, the Ukraine will start exporting more steel to countries such as the US who produce low carbon steel. As a result, the US um, will reduce using steel produced domestically and start exporting it to the EU. And this will create trade diversions that will actually will won't reduce the overall carbon emissions. It may also lead to trade distortions. If you look at what happened in the US when they put forward a 10% tariff on steel and aluminium imports, imports to the US decreased, which is what the Trump administration wanted. However, domestic production of steel and aluminium did not increase accordingly. But what was observed was a massive increase on steel and aluminium imports down the value chain, such as steel nails and aluminium cables. The result was detrimental to domestic demand for US produced steel and aluminium. This policy wasn't placed for environmental reasons, but looking at this, you can start to guess what will happen when a unilateral climate policy is passed. From my understanding from what you've said, 
is that circumvention of such a policy, structured similar to the CBT, could be relatively easy. Yes, exactly. This means that a carbon border tax policy fails to achieve its goals as a result of trade diversions and distortions. Undermining the point of the policy in the first place. If you were to offer a policy recommendation instead of the CBT, what would you suggest? Well, James, I would suggest that the EU carry on with their current emissions trading scheme, which is the largest carbon market in the world and operates through a cap-and-trade system, as carbon leakage is the forefront argument against climate policies. Evidence has illustrated that there has been a very small amount of carbon leakage for EU firms with the last few phases of the EU ETS. In part, this may be due to the low carbon prices in the EU driven by a surplus in allowances has given. I would recommend an expansion of the EU ETS in its latest phase where carbon can be priced higher than it has previously been. Joseph Stiglitz has recommended the price of 40 or between 40 and 80 dollars by 2020 and 50 and 100 dollars by 2030. The 2020 price was not achieved, but if the prices of 2030 are met then it would generate lots of revenue which can be used to invest in a sustainable infrastructure and fund innovation. Policies which generate the most revenue should be the key focus for the EU, as the more revenue that is made, the more investment into green innovation can be made, which is one of the key ways to have a significant impact on mitigating climate change. Aha. Uh-huh. It seems the best solution might be to build upon the measures already in place, re-evaluate the prices and volume within the cap-and-trade system to align it better with Stiglitz's recommendation. Although, in theory, a CBT could help improve the climate issue, it may be restricted if policy developers can't design it in such a way to prevent circumvention. Some interesting food for thought. Thank you, Victoria. And sadly, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you to George and Victoria for joining us and your insights into a CBT. And thank you to all the listeners. Next week, we'll be discussing the Investor State Dispute Settlements, ISDS. So do come back for that and see you all next week.